Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. divine pleasure to be back on the air after spending a little time rejuvenating and here I am. So I want to let you know that the August issue is out in the Midwest and it will be online for our online readership uh, on August 1st, which is two days from today. In our August issue, we have some great articles. Uh, One of them is 19 Awesome Reasons to Exercise Today. Uh, Deva Pramal and Mitten, Mitten rather, um, are two of the most amazing musicians I've ever encountered, and they will be in Chicago on September the 10th. So we have a wonderful article about that. And you know, if you can get there, I I totally invite you to uh, to make the trip. And um, there's also an article about addictions. It's seven keys to healing the broken heart of an addict, no matter what your addiction is. And uh, I will be interviewing the author of that book. Um, in August. The other um, thing that I want to mention is that Spirit Seeker is sponsoring a crystal uh, crystal digging trip in September. We are going to Arkansas and we'll be working with uh, Bruce Halstead, who is a native Arkansas gentleman who has taken uh, groups crystal uh, digging, crystal mining, I should say, for many years. And so we are combining Spirit Seekers group with Bruce Halstead's group, and we have a guide, and it's going to be powerful. It's the new moon in Virgo, which is all about, you know, really grounding uh, whatever it is that you're wanting to accomplish. And so we have the new moon to support us and all kinds of fun adventures. Okay, so all of that is in Spirit Seeker. So tonight, it, uh, we have a great opportunity to learn a lot. We have the uh, director of Renora uh, Camp, um, maybe I maybe I'm not correct on that, but we'll find out in a moment. But it's Chef Adam Graham who has he's known all over the world. He's taught classes, hosted dinners, and done presentations in Taiwan, Europe, and Belgium, France, Ireland, Italy, and Spain, the United States, all over the United States, and Canada. He is the author of the Complete Idiot's Guide to Raw Food Detox. Feel better. Feel better. Look better. I'm sorry, and eat better. And um, so, Adam, you know, welcome to the call, and thank you so much for finding time to to be here and share with us. Great, great, great to be uh, with you, Cindy. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Well, let's just hear how this all started. I mean, I, I, if I understand correctly, um, you know, at one time this was not on your radar, and then all of a sudden things started shifting for you, as as we know they do when we find our life purpose. So let's just hear, like, as a kid, were you a cook? Were you in the kitchen? Were you even, like, drawn to it? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say uh, to, a, to a certain degree I was, uh, I enjoyed preparing food for myself and, and for others, um, but it, it really took off um, when I turned about, you know, age 30. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a, a small passion, but it wasn't uh, what, it, what it really, you know, manifested in a major way at the age of 30. Now, was that in the uh, the time period when you were in Thailand and um, just started really going full force, or was that yeah, what time frame was that? Um, yeah, that was right around the. That was when I moved 
I moved overseas to Taiwan to be an, an English teacher, and um, I, I had a girlfriend who was a teacher uh, in Taiwan, and that was the motivation to move over there was to to you know be with my girlfriend and experience the culture and uh, just that whole immersion, uh, and and that, it was a huge leap of faith for me, and uh, right. Right when I kind of dove in both feet with this relationship um, and this move to the other side of the planet, I was um, uh, she and I went to Thailand for um, her her winter vacation. So you know, as uh, folks in maybe you know the Midwest, let's say Chicago, might go to Hawaii or Florida for winter vacation. You know, folks in in Taiwan apparently they go to Thailand. So we went to Thailand and did a a, a cleanse and detox. And prior to that, I had no exposure whatsoever to fasting, cleansing, colonics, raw food, detox, any of the stuff that was just um, basically is at it's at the core of of the life I'm living now. Wow. So you you just kind of knew, though. I mean, you know, when we do cleanses, a lot of people, if you're listening and you're like, what in the heck is a cleanse? There are so many kinds of cleanses and detox. Um, so, Adam, why don't you just talk a little bit about what that what that is, if someone's saying, what in the heck are they talking about? And some of the things that, you know, in my own experience, you know, just one thing I can share is that I've had some of the most amazing epiphanies when I've been cleansing and detoxing and, you know, really getting clear. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, there's 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 different levels of of cleansing and detox, um, and and the and the term gets thrown around uh, pretty casually these days. Um, and then of course there's the term fasting. Um, so uh, and there's different levels of of fasting that can be done. Um, for example, um, you could you know you could do a a, a diet where you're you're eliminating certain foods just to isolate and see if you have a food allergy. Um, so an elimination diet is is kind of a step towards um, maybe a fast. Um, but fasting in its, I don't know, purest sense would be, um, or at least very common, commonly referred to as where you, you only consume liquids, um, so you do like a liquid diet, and uh, you know there's there's different levels of fasting in terms of water fasting, um, and then what I'm was uh, I was taught and and I um, promote is is juice fasting, particularly green juice fasting, um, and minimizing the high glycemic fruit juices. Um, what I had done in Thailand was a cleanse and detox program, um, which uh, is kind of accompanies the the uh, book series, um, Cleanse and Purify Thyself by uh, Richard Anderson. And um, his program has you drinking these sh- shakes, which uh, are, you know, water. In Thailand, they use water with fresh pineapple juice and they put bentonite clay in it and mix that up 
with psyllium husk and you drank that down and you took some herbs and and then you did a series of colonics throughout your seven day fast and uh that was pretty transformational and uh so that was my first exposure to that and it was kind of like all all inclusive um i got exposed to fasting cleansing and then by default when you do this um uh, really uh, uh, specialized program, um, inevitably you detox. And that's just the process. Um, you, you know, we're, we're detoxing all day, every day, um, just throughout the course of, of living. You know, respiration is a is a, a method of detox. It's part of your uh, detoxification system in your body. So, if you're breathing in and out, you're you're detoxing to a certain degree. What this fasting or these different protocols they uh, amplify and accelerate the detox. And some of them target certain organs um, specifically to detox. You can do a liver detox, and you can do uh, gallbladder flush, and you can um, drink uh, distilled water and, and detox your kidneys. Um, there's there's just a variety of of ways to go about it. So when you combine um, uh, the juice fasting or um, any of these all these different components, um, you can you can really really boost your your uh, detox and in essence strengthen your 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 vigor and your health um and revitalize your organs and your 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 entire being well and you know it's it's interesting um you know i i learned fasting from um the religion that I was raised in when I was, you know, we, we always fasted on holy days and then, um, you know, we didn't eat until after we had church service in the morning. So you would go to bed at night and mm-hmm. then you would, you know, ride your bike to school. And I know it sounds very archaic, but we did. We rode a bike two miles to school and then you get to school and you go to mass and then afterwards you, you would eat. Well, I was just in Morocco and uh, I was there during Ramadan and I had no idea how Ramadan worked. I mean, I knew that it was 30 days, you know, of, you know, um, abstinence, et cetera, but it's 30 days of they do not eat from 3.30 in the morning until 9 o'clock at night after sundown comes and they eat. Well, then mm-hmm. they eat from 9 at night until 3.30 in the morning. At 3.30, everything stops. There's no, there's no, um, you know, any kind of sexual thing or anything. Every It's total fasting and devotion to God. No water, no eating, and to be in, like, every single person. You know, the restaurants are closed except for if you are open for foreigners. Um, but it was just like this amazing experience, you know, with everyone fasting, every single person you knew was fasting unless they were pregnant or a child. Mm. And then they have the religious thing, and then at night they have carnivals. And, I mean, it's just, it's really just very... um very different and I thought can you imagine like growing up with that and just having that be your way of life for your whole life I just thought wow very powerful yeah yeah you know so fasting has uh its origins you know pre prehistoric <laughs> origins and 
and uh, probably the first people you know that were walking upright to fast observed animals fasting um, uh, in an effort to heal themselves and and put two and two together. Um, so there is the the spiritual component of fasting, which is you know solely a uh, a human endeavor, and then there's the the health uh, motivated fasting, which which all it appears you know almost all a- animals do, um, and that the body has a uh, you know a, the power to restore and heal itself um, when given a break from solid foods. Right. So, you know, for for a person saying, okay, I have never done a juice fast before, I, you know, I mean, you know, I've heard of the chakra diet where, you know, each day you eat a different food and, you know, there's just so many different ways to do this. But you have really put a lot of information in this book, and I'm going to mention the title again. It's The Complete Idiot's Guide to Raw Food Detox. And, you know, Adam, you, you, I mean, You've just covered everything. You've, um, but you know, you've, you for the listeners, you need to buy this book. Truly, if you've ever thought about this, or if you've ever wondered about it, there's recipes, there's spreads, there's, you know, raw soups and salads, and, you know, I, I'll never forget on my birthday one year, I had a, a client who was a raw food person, and she made me this carrot something or other. It was like a cake, a carrot cake, but it was totally raw, and it was one of the best things I've ever tasted in my entire life. And, you know, I've always been, you know, a big person with fruit smoothies and things. Some of your recipes are fabulous. So mm-hmm. so let's just start, like, for an, um, and, and listeners, if you have a question, all you have to do is press one pound, and then um, my producer will um, let me know that, you know, you have a question. So this is a time, you know, don't be, don't be shy, and there is, um, you know, if you're a novice or you're an experienced, you know, uh, raw food person, you you have the expert here. So by all means, just press one and uh, pound, and then we'll bring you on the air. But, um, you know, let's, Adam, where would you like to start? Like, you know, you teach classes all over, and, you know, you have your camp. You, do you want to talk about your camp and what kind of people come there? Let, why don't we start there? Yeah, then, yeah, I'd love up, to yeah. talk more about Camp Ronora. Um, yeah. So uh, this is my third year uh, here in in Michigan. Um, we're in southwest Michigan, a small town called Watervliet. Um, and the camp was um, inspired by uh, one of the owners here, Deej Leggett. She um, was able to reverse her diabetes um, using um, doing the, the program out at um, the Tree of Life Rejuvenation Center, which is in Patagonia, Arizona, and that's the, um, that's the uh, center that uh, Gabriel Cousins uh, started. Uh, so she was so um, I don't know, inspired and, and transformed by her experience with uh, green juice fasting that um, she uh, put some money up to uh, and bought some property specifically to, um, to host events and do retreats. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what we have here today at Camp Ronora. Um, uh, and uh you know the the websites were on nora.com r a w n o r a .com and folks often say okay well raw nora who who's nora <laughs> and uh, i have to let them know that it's actually um we we modified um 
the the camp, our parent camp, our retreat center is Ronora, R-O-N-O-R-A, which is actually um, one of the owner's uh, grandmother's name. So it's a, a family name of Native American background. And uh, so the Ronora, we made a play on it by changing, you know, the, the O uh, to an A and then adding a W. So you know, it's Ronora. But... Um, so we share uh, over 350 acres with the uh, the lodge and retreat center. We have a private lake, um, and we have uh, woodlands, wetlands, uh, trails, and horses, and gardens, and greenhouses. So for me, it's it's almost a virtual paradise, except for for winter, which you know you can't really get around winter in Michigan. So. Uh, our season starts in uh, April and runs through um, into uh, November, and then and then we close things down. But um, yeah, we have some great events coming up. Actually, this weekend um, we have an event called the Abundance Vortex, which is a, a really we we price everything very reasonably. Um, we want people just to come out and experience the land. Uh, it's a plant-based family friendly weekend and we have um it's just an opportunity to come out here on the land enjoy the food that i prepare and either camp or stay in in the lodging um and of course there's more there's more details on the website about that um and we have a few other events uh in um uh end of august we have a healthy harvest event august 30th 31st and september 1st and um you know we're going to be showing people how to um put up their harvested foods so at the end of the season you have this abundance of of uh produce from the gardens the cabbage starts coming in and all those uh brussels sprouts and things like that and and squash and it's like uh that's the time of year where you go oh my gosh what do i do with all this so um we share information about how to um pickle and and do um, fermentation um, for the winter. And then our final event, at least on the schedule at the moment, is the autumn experience, October 4th, 5th, and 6th. And that's, you know, I don't know how many folks growing up had the the, uh, pleasure of experiencing, like, pumpkin carving and hay rides um, during the fall months. So it's kind of a little nostalgia event. And, of course, we'll be having some, you know, warming foods. Uh, one of the things with raw foods is, you know, folks feel that it's it's a it's a, a warm weather diet and that, you, you know, it's like, yeah, that's great if you have coconuts and pineapples, but, you know, I'm up north. Uh, what what can I do in the winter? I can't just eat, you know, banana smoothies and eat mangoes all winter. Well, no, you can't. And uh, so part of what I show folks is, is how to prepare warm foods, warming and warm foods in the winter time and, you know, not, um, you know, compromise their health um, or sacrifice warmth um, in the winter time because, uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff in using crock pot um, in the winter and, uh, you know, and there's a, a few cooked items that I will have um, when it really gets cold. Uh, so that's... 
That's one of the biggest complaints that I've heard is, you know, especially because, you know, I, I'm in St. Louis and it's, it gets cold here. Oh, yeah. And, you know, pe- people are like, what do you mean raw? And they, they just, um, so that's nice that you bring in the warmth and the warmth of the foods so that, yeah. you know, it's a little more, a little easier to palate, shall we say. Yeah, I grew up in Florida, so this snow and winter is, yeah, it's not for me. So in that instance i i default to you know during the winter time i have a crock pot i have two crock pots one is for for um herbal tea um so i do a lot with um the medicinal mushrooms um for tea so that would be like reishi and shaga and i also use um uh, some of the medicinal barks tree barks like sarsaparilla um which is actually a root from a vine um, uh, sarsaparilla and uh, padiarco. Um, oh, that's fabulous for your health. Is really great, and I, you know, I put this little blend in the crock pot, and I got, I got warm tea going 24/7. And then the other crock pot gets, uh, you know, I throw the squash in there or sweet potato. Um, so we grow, we're growing a, bar, a variety of squash. Um, so I'll rotate between like butternut, acorn. Uh, delicata um, squash throughout the winter time, and then you know between the teas and the and the the the, the squash, I also make soup, and you know it's not necessary to boil foods. You know, boiling is a method of um, sterilization to a certain degree, and I know my food doesn't need to be sterilized. Um, you know, yeah, if I were cooking you know, meat or something that had uh, potential viruses or, you know, bacteria to worry about, then, yeah, I would I would take every precaution. Um, but I've eliminated that from my diet, so now it's just a matter of I'm heating things for enjoyment, for, you know, to take in warmth as opposed to heating things because if I didn't... Um, the food potentially would kill me, you know. My my food is living food, not killing food. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, and, and you cover, you know, working with uh, making your own almond milk, making your own, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, this is just a fabulous book. And the sprouting and, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, because, you know, I used to do my own sprouting. I had a, what did I forget what they're called, sprouters. But, you know, I had three different mm-hmm. kinds of things that I could sprout at the same time. And then and then I started raising six children. And, you know, it was a little bit harder to um, adhere, you know, to, to being as disciplined as I was before <laughs> before. I took on a family, um, and those weren't all my kids, by the way. I, I inherited some with the marriage, but, but you know, I mean, I, it was not uncommon at all in my twenties and into my early thirties. My breakfast was, you know, raw coconut, raw almonds, raisins. You know, I mean, that was like wonderful for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but let's talk about this green detox. So if someone, um, you know, because I know, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the super greens and, you know, the antioxidants uh, aspect of super greens and green magma, I remember that. And um, I, I use, uh, it's called green abundance, but, it, you know, now the lady's on hiatus, she's studying something else. And I'm like, what do you mean I can't get my, my super abundance? But it had, you know, spirulina and all the different greens, 
you know, but, but you know, for someone who's saying, okay, I want to be healthier, would you suggest starting with the green, um, the you know, switching to more greens to start to become more alkaline, or, or where yeah. would a person start? Yeah, you know, green, you know, there's, there's a variety of, like, green superfood powders out there um, that you can add to smoothies. Now, the, the classic smoothie that people are consuming and feeling, you know, like, hey, I'm really rocking the health here, is like a mango banana smoothie with soy milk, which is actually, I mean, it's better than a milkshake, arguably, um, from McDonald's, but, you know, it's still, you know, folks are uh, mineral deficient um, off the bat, and uh, the 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 fruit is not going to remineralize you. Um, the fruit's giving you it's giving you minerals, but it's really that's giving you um, some antioxidants and a, and a good bit of of calories through sugars. So we're not calorically starved; we're nutrient starved. Um, and the nutrients are dense are most densely packed in the leafy green vegetables. Um, there's there's you know high amounts of minerals in the uh, in the sea vegetables um, as well. I have a friend who he throws a handful of uh, of dulse in his smoothie, and by the time he gets everything else in there, and, and dulse is a is a sea vegetable, kind of has a purple color to it. Um, it's high in in a lot of minerals. Um, it's got uh, iodine, which is important. We all need our iodine. But anyway, uh, you know, it's it's those those leafy greens that are going to get you those minerals. And so not everybody can run out and uh, grab spinach and fresh kale and things like that. So it's nice to have um, one of these superfood green powders. Um, personally, I'm a I'm a fan of um, Health Force Nutritionals. Uh, Health Force makes a, a green powder that's called Vitamineral Green, and uh, it's it's surprisingly great tasting because um, I've I've tasted some green powders that yeah they they kind of are quite a turn off, but um, you know this you want to look for something a green powder that has a variety of stuff in there um, and uh, you know. Um, not only just grasses, but also the, the, the concentrated um, juices that have been dehydrated. Um, because, you know, a, a green powder, if they just take grass clippings and cut them up smaller and dry them, you're, you're, you're kind of getting cheated. Um, so, but yeah. there's, there's a variety of things out there. The spirulina, the chlorella, uh, blue-green algae is a, is a really powerful healer, um, has an affinity for the brain. So if, if you're struggling or you have family members or friends that have um, uh, brain issues, whether it's uh, dementia or things along that line, you, you know, get, get, get some uh, of that blue-green algae and, and figure out how to get it into their diet. And it turns out that blending stuff into smoothies is really a really great way to, to incorporate stuff and not, you know, if it doesn't have a very friendly taste, you know, you throw enough blueberries in there, um, yes. you can you can make just about anything taste good. Right. Oh, blueberries are so good. <laughs> but, you know, um, would you um, 
please address the soy issue? Because this is like, you know, every which way I'm turning lately, it's like stay away from it. You know, when I'm a breast cancer survivor, I, you know, the the particular type that I had seven years ago um, was not, I didn't have to worry about the uh, estrogen. It wasn't that kind of a tumor. But um, but I just, I don't know why, but everywhere I'm turning, it's like stay away from the soy, stay away from the soy. So, you know, so I switched to all almond almond milk, which, you know, Edgar Casey said years ago that if you would eat eight raw almonds a day, you would probably never have cancer in your life. You know, and almonds, uh, he might have been even referring to bitter almond or, um, you know, the apricot seed kernel as well which looks like an almond and um, has um, a uh, vitamin B17 or laetrile, um, which is a potent anti-cancer um, fighter. And that's that's in the apricot seed kernel, and that's even out in ap- apple seeds. Um, but you don't want to OD on those little, little guys. Um, so uh, back to the soy. Okay, so soy is... Um, yeah, really misrepresented, and uh, you know, I, I could go as far as to say it's it's basically a, a PR spin thing. Considering that um, you know the United the United States is is one of the I, I, last I checked is the third largest um, producer of soy in in the world, and um, and they produce uh, you know it's it's. Uh, a GMO crop, I think, uh, up in the 80%, might even be 90% of the soy grown in the United States is, is genetically modified, which is is the second, is another red flag. So you got, you know, massive industrial interests um, in promoting soy as, you know, uh, health food, as, you know, and all high protein, and, and you also have folks that are, you're rallying against milk, so hey, soy is the alternative. Well, um, soy is got a high concentration of of anti nutrients. Um, phytic acid is is one of them, uh, but there's also the uh, the uh, digestive inhibitor, uh, trypsin inhibitor, and all of these these uh, anti nutrient compounds um, uh, aren't deactivated by cooking, you know. So soy is really horribly toxic raw. Nobody eats raw soy, and if they do, they get really sick um, because it has chemical compounds in it that prevent you from digesting it. It's a legume, and and legumes in general, beans, uh, have anti-nutrients. Nobody eats raw beans, and if they do, they have a stomachache and don't feel so good. Uh, so sprouting them helps, um, sprouting them and cooking them helps more, but the only way soy can actually go from being just a, a questionable food to an actual, uh, health food or just a, a you know, a, a life supporting food is fermented soy. Um, and there, and the only you know, the main sources of fermented soy are uh, in miso um, and in a, a Japanese uh, fermented uh, variety called uh, natto. Um, and I'm a big fan of miso, um, yet I avoid, I you know, I use soy miso, and of course it's going to be 
I, I, I make a point that it's non-GMO and organic. If I'm going to go anywhere near soy, I don't want to have to worry about the GMO factor or um, the pesticide herbicide factor. Um, so I, it's going to be organic, non-GMO, and fermented. That's the only way I'll, I'll mess with soy. Um, there are miso um, that are made with chickpeas and also adzuki beans. So if, if you have soy issues, um, you don't you can still enjoy miso um, and not uh, have to consume soy. So um, I mean, long story short, there stay away from soy unless it's fermented. Um, soy uh, affects people's thyroid um, pretty dramatically. Um, and, you know, issues with um, hyperthyroidism um, just all are, are really running rampant. And um, it actually uh, it affects calcium absorption. Um, it's, you know, just it's not... On and on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, fermented is really the only way to go. I believe um, tempeh may be fermented, basically fermented tofu um, is fermented soy, you know, bean paste. Uh, but even the, the tofu, you know, you got to, it's, it's not, it's cooked, but it's not fermented. So, you know, is, is tofu the savior for folks that are going vegetarian? No, actually it's yeah, not. I know. I you know. know. And get some, you know, heaven forbid, but, you know, if, if you have to go get grass-fed or free-range animals or some kind, then that might actually be more supportive of your health than um, GMO, unfermented soy. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just don't think that the average person understands this and... You know, I mean, and, and they think they're making wiser, healthier choices, and in reality, you know, it's just not good. And 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 the clue, I, I loved how you said the second red flag. You know, the two red flags. Number one, why why is it the third largest uh, producer of soy? You know, the U.S. because that's what they want you to think is healthy. There's just so much with our food uh, FDA that is just crazy. You know, well, but I, yeah. You know, and these 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 toxic crops like uh, canola is another major, major crop that is produced in the U.S. and in Canada. And the, the word canola is just a PR invention um, that uh, is basically was developed because rapeseed oil doesn't really sell so good. And go figure, you know, who wants to eat something called rape? Um, so canola is basically rapeseed oil that's been um, hybridized to have, to be, uh, less toxic. It's still toxic. It still has. Um, it's still a plant that animals won't go near. Um, bugs don't want to eat it because it's you know in the mustard family and uh, and uh, you know it has is, is a natural uh, pesticide. Um, so uh, it's another major crop. It's high in uh, ear, uh, uric. I think it's uric. Uh, acid and um, yeah so you got canola you got soy and you got you know the the massive uh, corn monocropping of corn in the United States and and all of these crops are big 
um, genetically modified crops. Um, you know, there's there's a good there's there's not enough education and uh, not enough people are informed on the the, the dangers um, of genetically modified organisms. Um, we could even we could do a, a whole um, show just on that. You're hear right. you, uh, yeah, on that. I know, I know. I mean, I mean, we live in Monsanto land, so you know, it's like. Oh, there you go. You're the headquarters, right? right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Lewis, in St. Louis, so. and you know, and but you know, and then you go to Europe, and they won't import our beef anymore. They won't import our dairy anymore because of all the hormones. They won't. I, you know, they they're now uh, stopping any importing of vegetables and fruits because of the genetically modified and the fact that they don't have to tell you if they're genetic GMO. Right. You know, I mean, and so you know, and it's so interesting. I was in Spain and Morocco, and you know, you just see this. The, the the way they make the vegetable and fruits look it's just so beautiful i mean it's exquisite you know and they and they also don't have the those bags that you know oh put your fruits and vegetables in here and let them you know they'll stay good for 3 weeks you know it's like mm-hmm. who came up with this you know in plastic bags that last for 3 weeks mhm very vital so you know but getting back to where does a person start? I, you know, you you have the the idea, not the idea, but the suggestion of the scorecard. Where do you, do you want to talk about that, or is that, or would you would you like to go in a different direction? Um, well, yeah, we can talk a little bit about yeah the book. Um, one of the things that you know, I, it was is a great opportunity for me um, to write the the you know the idiot guide for. Um, Penguin Publishing and for Alpha, um, and I really approached it with, uh, you know, a sense of gratitude and also the fact that I this is going to give me an honor, opportunity to honor um, the folks that I learned from, like you know Gabriel Cousins, um, and from Richard Anderson, you know, who's who his his book Cleanse and Purify Thyself was the first thing I I got my hands on. Um, and the first thing I read and was you know, pretty much blown away um, by the information he was sharing. He was talking about fluoride in water and in toothpaste and how detrimental that is, chlorinization of 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 water and, and, and that residual and when you shower and, you know, like just stuff that I hadn't even considered. Um, you know, also the Butankos is one of the, you know, Victoria Butenko and her her family were um you know influential when I read their stuff um so uh the idiot's guide the way I wanted to share the information was I didn't want to leave anything out which inevitably just you 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 can't cover everything but I did I wanted to give some page time to to a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything that influenced me, and then leave it open for folks to explore because by no means am I um do I know everything, and I'm still learning and and you know you i finish i turn in the book and and literally forty eight hours later I'm finding out stuff that i I want to add to the book, like oh my gosh i yeah. So right. Well, um, that's because you're always learning, and you know, the sign of a good teacher is someone who's just constantly, you know, open to new ideas and ways. Yeah. So the scorecard that you're mentioning mentioning was was a way to kind of assess where you are as an individual in terms of, you know, um, 
let's say if, if someone's a, a lifelong vegan and they pick up this book um, and they and they make a point to 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 eat um, you know relatively uh, they're relatively conscious in their diet you know they don't they probably don't need to start um, with the the uh, the level the the first level of uh, of the diet you know the, I have it organized into um, programs A B C and D and um, uh, so with each of the the different levels you you uh, follow a specific uh, menu um, and I give the you know the flexibility to um, you don't have to use my recipes. Um, you can you can pick up another raw food book and use their recipes. But in, in essence, if, if the morning menu says, "Hey, start with a smoothie," you know, start with 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 a smoothie recipe. Um, you know, if it's a, a juice towards the end of the day, then then do a juice. If it's some sort of salad, you know, um, do do the salad. But it. The uh, the scorecard you know takes into consideration um, if you you know you're exercising um, if you're on uh, prescription drugs um, if you uh, how often you eat cooked versus raw um, how often you ingest uh, corn syrup white flour you know kind of junk food um, because you know as you move through this this program, this way of eating, um, it's meant to stir, you know, as they say, stir up the mud um, because, you know, we accumulate toxins in our body. They get stored away in fat cells. Um, it's pretty, pretty much the main place, but it's stored in, in, in the liver as well. And when you start modifying your diet, refining it, giving yourself hydration, fiber, um, high nutrient content, um, your body takes that opportunity to uh, take out the trash, as I like to say. So it stirs up the <clears throat> stirs up the mud, and when that happens, you get what's called a cleansing reaction. You're, you know, as you stir up the bottom, you know, things get cloudy. That is, that those toxins are, you know, they have to. To, to get out of your body, they have to be recirculated. So they'll they'll get back in your bloodstream, and um, you'll get a little foggy, and you might get a headache, and you know some folks experience uh, skin eruptions and and things like that. And it's like, okay, well, you know, how fast do you want to do this, and how deep do you want to go? And that that's kind of what the um, the raw detox scorecard is about is moving through that and saying, okay, well, this is what I'm comfortable with right now and, and giving folks an idea of what to expect. Now, all of those things I mentioned sound like, hey, that's no fun. Why do I want to do that? Well, believe me, it's, it's, life's better on the other side. Those toxins, you, you'd rather have them out of you than in you. Um, so, you know, let's, you know, as I say, take out the trash, do some spring cleaning. Now, one of the challenges is you 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 have to be have a you know, some commitment, be committed to this, and have some the self-discipline to to do things right. Because half measures can be uh, potentially um, can, might cause more damage than good. 
Because if you release those toxins and have them circulating around your body and then you don't make the effort and complete the job in getting those toxins out and they just circulate and uh, are having, you know, your, your organs, your kidneys and liver and everything have to deal with it again and you don't actually eliminate it, um, then, you know, you potentially could be in trouble. That's why, um, you know, the, the, the big taboo um, in, in our society is talking about, you know, bowel movements, going poop is like, uh, oh, don't right. talk about that. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's so funny. I'm a big believer in colonics and, you know, and I and I studied Paul Bragg's work, you know, back in the mm-hmm. day in the 80s and you know, I mean, and he talks about it and he has the descriptions and you have pictures, you know, so you kind of like are like, "Oh my gosh." You know, and um and I did water fasting, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because of course he he suggested, but but you know, it's interesting that you brought this up because in some cases, you actually have to cleanse. It's my it's my understanding that it's best to cleanse the colon first before you start detoxing because once the stuff starts dumping, you know you you have to have somewhere for it to go. So if your liver's oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, but let's talk about this because a lot of people just avoid it and they're like, what a colonic? What <laughs> you know? Why would I talk about the poo taboo? Yes, let's talk about this because I I you know I I think that it needs to be discussed. Okay, well, um, yeah, our bowel is the foundation for our our, our health and wellness. And Bernard Jensen, um, oh, yeah. Paul Bragg, you know, Bernard Jensen was, uh, I think he, he's one of the, the folks that really brought um, colonics to the forefront. And, and Kellogg, you know, who's, right. who's sake founded, um, you know, the, the, the breakfast cereal. You know, that's his, his brother continued on with, with the breakfast cereal, but the, uh, one of the Kellogg brothers, he had a sanatorium, a, a, a wellness center in Battle Creek, and he was a big proponent of of colonics and coffee enemas mm-hmm. and the the healing potential for that. So, you know, our bowel is the end of the line when it comes to um, nutrition absorption and uh removing waste matter from the body and the accumulation it doesn't take a, a you know a, a genius to uh to know that the stuff that's coming out there um is you don't want it in your body cuz you know some it's it's not it's not that appealing and so um that is your in terms of volume your 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 most efficient um form of detoxing is through the bowels. Now you you detox through the skin and you detox um through the lungs through breathing and then of course there's urination um uh and uh, so those components are are great but it's the bowels that are are key and um the way the bowels are described are they're the foundation for your health. You know, that's kind of like the guts of a house. It's the bricks, it's the plumbing, it's all kinds of the stuff that's not so pretty, that's kind of dark and dank and and underground, but without it, the house just crumbles. Right. So that's where uh, detox um, programs typically start is with, you know, either colon hydrotherapy um, or enemas um, at home, 
uh, or you know seeing a colon hydrotherapist uh, and 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 moving those you know that that stagnant debris out now when you refine your diet to um, and you you streamline you're getting uh, high you know hydration uh, ideal nutrition and and great fiber then then your elimination steps up and is in sync now ideally um, you should have a bowel movement uh, within 30 minutes of a meal um, you know no more than an hour after a, a large meal so that would mean people would be you know they'd be eliminating solids three times a day now I, I can't even raise my hand to that you know that is and, and in, in nature you know typically animals um, they you know it just moves right through them and right. they're like clockwork because they're eating their natural diet they're eating a fiber-rich diet they're eating hydration they're eating what they're designed to eat we on the other hand we you know engage in a game of roulette a scientific experiment um every time we sit down to eat and um it's funny because uh folks will talk to me and say oh yeah well regular people don't eat that way and i say well what kind of regularity are you talking about because I'm going to say I'm I'm going to venture to guess that I'm more regular than you are <laughs> because <laughs> I've gone to the bathroom already twice today <laughs> and I'm not talking about number 1. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me when's the last time you went? You know, and I find out people they don't eliminate solids. They they have a bowel movement like every other day. You know and what? It's, it's shocking. You it's know, shocking. it's like it's there's shocking. people it's like it's right. once a week. And right. I mean, and it's where like, do they ow. think it's going? Where do they think, what, what do, you know, I mean, I know. And sometimes they're skinny people, which is fascinating to me, that they can be thin and, and not eliminate. And I'm like, what in the world? But, you know, I mean, that's how Elvis Presley died. You know, I mean, he had so many narcotics in him and so many, you know, different things in him that he was actually straining and he gave himself a heart attack and that's how he died. Well, yeah, you I know? mean, peanut butter, jelly, and peanut butter and banana sandwiches don't have a lot of fiber in them. I think that's... <laughs> right. Right. You need that roughage. Well, um, then you, you mentioned sodium bentonite um, and psyllium at the beginning, and you know yeah. that starts to pull the stuff out, but you still have to get it out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, most uh, our our GI tracts. You know, most people they they live a very sedentary life, and their um, their musculature in their in their uh, large intestine, um, their colon is is atrophied. So they don't um they don't get the uh the the movement and the uh the uh peristalsis that they need. Um and that's that's something that comes back. You know, you gotta you gotta exercise your organs um to 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 optimize them and and um so one of the things with smoothies, you know, that's that you know, we we, we don't chew enough. Um I'm reading a book right now which is really great uh I'll give a little plug for conquering any de- disease by Jeff Premack um and he was talking about you know some of the the centurions uh, 120 year old people that uh he's encountered or have you know heard about and they would an, an individual at 120 years they they eat an apple they it takes them an hour and it's not because they don't have any teeth. It's because they they spend that much time chewing it because 
that's how they survive that long. They you know, you know, chew uh, their food to okay, the point is, that it's liquefied and they get right. all the nutrition. We we right. it's you're lucky if you you give a hamburger from the drive through three bites before you swallow it. Oh, I know, and it's gone, and you're like, what? But, you know, Dick Gregory, when, uh, I think it's Dick Gregory, I might have the wrong name here, but it, when he would supervise people with, you know, dropping weight, he would have them chew each bite 70 times. Mm-hmm. Each bite of food, which slowed the whole thing down, because, you know, it's my understanding that there's the um, apristat, the, the part of your brain that registers when you're full. It takes 20 minutes, you know. So here you are eating, and in 20 minutes you can put a lot of food through mm-hmm. before your before your brain's like, okay, I'm full now, you know. So it's like, you know, but there's so many different diets. I mean, I, I my friends, I have two friends that, you know, the husband was significantly overweight, and you know, and just a sedentary lifestyle, and you know, they were real estate agents, and you know, play bridge. But this guy has dropped four. 45 pounds, and he's done a really good job, but they've done it on this thing called Metafast. And then I see what yeah. they're eating, and I, I mean, they are good with the one meal that they eat a day. I mean, they've learned to really, you know, do very well. But then I look at the stuff that they eat for their snacks and all that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. But but the theory is to keep the insulin level, the you know, it's consistent, So which is what mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get. Like, they starve, and then they... You know, they do all these things, and then they eat a big meal, or you know, there's just crazy diets out there. Yeah, right these now. spikes, you right. know, in your blood sugar, um, it screws up your metabolism. And some of these diets, that's what they do. They just like they wreak havoc on your metabolism, so um, you lose a bunch of weight, and then in the end, you yeah, you lose a lot of weight because you end up dead, right. <laughs> or right. really so. sick, or or it has a short term. You know, the Atkins diet is a perfect example of of a of a, a, a procedure that you know. Yes, the results are you lose weight, but what it you know, the, you you basically start consuming your own you know muscle mass in the process. Yeah. But um, there's yeah, there's there's very interesting now, and then you know, there's there's probably beneficial or positive components to many of these these approaches but in the end it's like simplicity rules right um and turning to nature and the natural world and 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 how things are designed you know right outside your window of course if you're living in the middle of the city that's not the window I'm talking about um but it, out in 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 nature where plants are growing and animals are thriving um so you don't need some fancy slick box food or supplement or smoothie mixture, you know, it's like let's really rewind things and, and look how how it's how it's done um in the animal kingdom, you know, when, back before uh sliced bread and and ovaltine. Right. So so listeners, I just wanna um you know just I'm going to read some of the chapters in this book so that you get a, a good idea of what's here. You know, everything's covered, like, you know, even what the, the detox symptoms are so that you don't freak out, you know, because people who have not done cleansing or fasting 
sometimes, you know, um, don't understand that the headaches and et cetera, these are good things. It means some of this stuff is coming up to be cleared. But um, he covers, uh, Adam covers the ins and outs of raw food detox, our toxic world. He talks about um, all the different things that are, you know, affecting um, like toxins that sometimes you're just not even aware of. You don't think about it like what we were talking about with the soy. Why raw food detox works. Um, it works with, you know, talking about the acid alkaline pH, you know, the bacteria and flora, everything that's getting wiped out with a lot of the ways we're eating these days, um, calling in reinforcements, you know, which is exercise, yoga, anything else that can, you know, aid these intentions of being healthier and feeling better. And he talks about where where to begin, you know, like just, you know, what are your weight goals, you know, if you're on medications, you know, all these other things. He takes them to all the, that in Joe County has a lot of raw food detox menus, how to prepare your kitchen, which, you know, I've studied with a lot of different health coaches, and one of the things is that you have to have it easy and on hand, and, you know, you might think it's easy, but, and it is easy once you get used to it, but you really have to um, have a strategy, and he covers all of that. He talks about recipes for success, um, consciously cooked recipes, and you know, and, you know, I'm a Reiki master teacher, and I use Reiki to infuse all of my food, and, you know, but not everybody knows Reiki, but, you know, there's just a lot of ways to use your, your um, like, you know, consciousness to infuse your foods. Um, mm. Well, and the big thing is to, 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 whatever meal you're sitting down to, just eat with gratitude, you know, oh, offer yeah. a blessing, uh, have a moment of silence, and, and really, whatever whatever you're going to eat it doesn't right. matter um just be thankful and and really honor your food and your body and the and the experience um and that yeah saying a, a, a blessing prayer over your food and drink and you know for your loved ones it's it's tangible it has a uh, lasting effect and and that's really um number one when, right. it, when it comes to, to protein. Oh, any. I know. I mean, and, and you know, with the fast food thing and everything, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know. And my son, I have a 15-year-old. It's just the two of us now. And, you know, everybody else is like on, you know, they're older and, you know, they've moved out of the house. And, you know, he'll say, Mom, are we going to say a prayer? Absolutely, you know. And, and you know, it's really, that it's nice to just be present, you know. I mean, that's why the power of now is such a fabulous you know, a book, you know, with being present with life. But I want to um, mention uh, the two web websites again. You can go to www.rawnora.com, which is R-A-W-N-O-R-A.com. And um, Adam has a blog there, and there's all kinds of wonderful information. The livefoodexperience.com uh, is the other site that has a lot of information and, you know, information about Adam. And his book is available everywhere. Um, you shouldn't have a problem finding it at all. And I'm going to give it to you again. It's the Complete Idiot's Guide to Raw Food Detox um, by Adam Graham. And, Adam, I just think, you know, we should stay in touch. And, you know, if you wanted to yeah. be a regular contributor with Recipes for Spirit Seeker, I would be delighted. All right. Um, you know, because well, we haven't had a, you know, we have a healthy eating section, and, you know, we cover a lot of the different cookbooks and things. But we would love to have you as a regular contributor um, to the magazine. <laughs> it would be great. Be great. And I'm, as I was saying before, is bring let's bring your Spirit Seeker crew and come out and do an event at Renora and just, you know, 
You know, that would be fabulous. Boy, land. So that's yes, sounds... that, that would be fabulous. We're going crystal crystal mining in, in September, but, you know, next spring or, you know, whatever, that would, you know, just really be good. You know, I, I don't tell very many people I've done this, So I mean, and I know the listeners have never heard this one, but in <laughs> 2005, I thought it was interesting that that's when you were awakened with, you know, your path changing. In <laughs> 2005, uh, you know, I had done the master, um, what is it called, the master? The lim- master cleanse? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And I had done it before, you know, but my friend was in um teaching and, you know, breath work. We we all are breath workers and um and I said, you know, I said I really feel like I just have some things going on that I want to change and I said, Think about doing that master cleanse. I said, What do you think? And she goes, I think it'd be good for you. I said, Yeah, but you know, then people normally do it ten days. I'm hearing do it forty days and she said, Oh, I totally support you in that and I kid you not, I was taking her to the airport and she whips this card out of her purse and she had just been teaching in New Zealand and she said, this is a different form. They have Manuka honey and, you know, and, of course, the master cleanse is no honey. But mm-hmm. um, but at any rate, it was like with lobelia and um, cayenne, liquid cayenne pepper and, you know, the limes, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I did that for 40 days. I did not have one bite. Of, but, but of course, my uh, colon therapist, you know, chiropractor friend uh, supervised it. But I'll tell you what, I... I just felt so amazingly good, you know, and I mean, I I, mean, I know I probably will not, probably not ever do a 40-day cleanse like that again, but I'll tell you what, cleansing is fabulous, and I, I love that your book addresses it. I love that your lifestyle is is a detox and cleansing, you know, daily. I mean, that's your lifestyle now. Yes. yes and, you know, and I can hear the vitality in your voice, so... I don't know. I'm just so glad we have met. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to uh, contributing, and I'm really grateful for this opportunity to share with your listeners and uh, hope to do it again in the future. Okay, so listeners, several ways that you can support the show. Number one is to favorite it, like it. That lets the uh, blog talk people know um, we are now one of the featured shows because so many of you have liked it. Um, the other thing is, is if you would send an email to info, info at spiritseeker.com, we will add you to our sacrosanct email list, and I do mean that. We allow people to advertise on it, but we do not sell your list, uh, sell the list. And so we will let you know about the weekly radio show. We'll let you know when the magazine's online, and we also let you know about wonderful events, um, you know, such as, you know, if we do a raw food excursion, but, you know, also, you know, we'd let you know about any kind of event that is, you know, uh, supporting a healthier mind, body, and spirit. So, uh, so you know, send us an email to info at spiritseeker.com. When you like the show, uh, that will also enter you into the blog talk um, thing and, you know, the, you get notices from blog talk, but it's not invasive and, and it's all good stuff. So, Adam Graham, thank you so much. And listeners, we'll be back next week. And, you know, Adam, really, we'll, let's stay in touch. And uh, I, I would love to have you as a regular part of the magazine. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Well, remember, everybody out there, keep it live. Yes. Keep Keep it fresh. Oh, awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Namaste, everyone, and good night. Namaste. Namaste.